God is so good. And I'm so excited to share his heart with you this morning. And we started our new collection of talks last week called Sharing the Gospel. And it's a really beautiful topic. We've only given three Sundays to it. So this week is our second last and next week will be our last. But it is a powerful topic and a powerful practice that Jesus practiced every day of his life. He did not withhold the good news of the kingdom of God. He did not withhold God's story from people. He shared it. So we thought, hey, we've got to share this practice and talk about it as a family because it is of the utmost importance. Amen? So last week we shared a definition for this practice, and I'll get it up on the screen. It says, using word and deed to courageously exhibit the person of Jesus and share his story that he was born, lived, died, has risen to offer forgiveness of sins and to reconcile man to God before his second coming. A really simple, really simple definition of what it means to share our faith. Simply sharing the powerful story of Jesus that is for every man, woman and child. And we read a scripture from Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20. And I want to read it to you because it's the words of Christ. And it's so powerful. It says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. Discipleship is not optional. It's not a great option. This is the great command of Jesus the Great Commission, that we would be a part of somebody else's journey, that we would invite another person, a few, a many, to know the truth of Jesus. We're all called to this. God has purposed each of us. He has a plan for your life. And part of that plan is sharing his, his story, sharing the truth of Jesus. It's a foundational value of the kingdom of God that we would be a people who would speak the truth of Jesus once we've experienced it. Amen. And we know it's a core value of this house. One of our five values is, and I'll get it up on the screen, the value statement, that we are on mission. That's our value as a house, we're on mission. And our creed is, I will be discipled to make disciples. I'm gonna be discipled, I'm gonna pursue discipleship in my own life so that I can then take the good news, the intimacy and the relationship I have with God and go and share it with somebody else somebody else in need who doesn't know the truth about God. And our corporate rhythm is that I will share Jesus boldly. And this is what we're really leaning into over the month of August. How can I get comfortable with sharing my faith boldly? How can I get comfortable with sharing my story? Evangelism should be a natural overflow of our walk with Jesus. It's not meant to be for the evangelists or the few. It's actually for all of us. And for someone who's quite introverted, I don't like to push people too much, that's nerve-wracking for me, but it's a truth that I am challenged by. I have to get comfortable with sharing the truth of God in my life and finding ways to share that with people. And you know, there's many different ways to evangelism, to evangelize, sorry, and we're going to look at that in our groups midweek, but one that is for everybody is testimonial evangelism. It's just simply sharing your story. If you've had an encounter with God, if you've been healed, if you've experienced an answer to prayer, all of that is a part of your testimony. And when people ask you, oh, how was your weekend? What did you get up to? Instead of saying, oh, good, it was, it was fine. 
say, oh, I had an amazing time at church. The Lord healed me. Or, you know, someone, you might be talking to someone about a breakthrough in your life. And when they say, wow, you're so lucky, that's your opportunity to share your faith boldly and say, actually, I believe in Jesus and I prayed to him and he brought about this victory in my life. Yeah, so it's about getting comfortable with sharing our story in whatever form that looks like. It's simply sharing the, our moments before Jesus, the moment we met him or he intersected our life, and then the moments after. And getting comfortable with that so that we can then join our story with his. And people will then have the opportunity to meet Jesus through our story, through our testimony. Amen, because our stories have power. And I just wanted to share that little snippet with you before I really get into my message. Because that's my practical takeaway for you in regard to evangelism. Get comfortable with sharing your story because it is a non-negotiable. We need to disciple people. We need to share our faith. We can't withhold anymore because people need Jesus. Our city needs Jesus. Our region needs Jesus. So we need to get comfortable with sharing our story. But more than that, it is on the Father's heart. He is hungry, he is desperate, not just for you, but for the lost. It's on his heart daily. Amen? And that's what I really want to share with you this morning. And the, me the message title is Heart Like Heaven. God's really been sharing his heart with me over the course of this year, and he's been breaking my heart. He's been sharing with me how he feels about the lost, the prodigal, you. He's been sharing his heart with me over you, and he's been revealing himself to me in such a way. I, I'm crazy. I'm crying during, during praise songs these days. Pastor Seb, I'm with you. We're singing a praise song, and I'm there crying. <laughs> like, I, my heart is just so, like, just burning for him. But more so, his heart is burning for you. He has a desire that you would see him and know him for who he truly is. Not what religion has made him or maybe your years of knowing him. But he is alive and he is well. And he wants to move in your life and know you deeply. He wants to use you. Amen? I'm just going to pray. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here this morning. Have your way. Have your way in our hearts, Lord. We just, I just pray, Lord, that you would open the eyes of our heart. Open the ears of our heart, Holy Spirit, that we might hear and see and know you, Lord. Open our eyes to who you are, God, and what you have for us, Father. And I pray, Lord, that you would just release your power and your revelation across the house this morning, Lord. And that you would be glorified, Lord. And that you would have your way in the next 15 minutes, Lord. Just praise you, Lord, and glorify you. Amen. Amen. I love the story of Moses, and I know most of us do, but it's actually such a beautiful friendship that he had with God. And the, he, God revealed himself to Moses in a way that he hadn't to met anyone before that time. And God described himself to Moses in Exodus 34, verse 5 to 7. And I love this scripture. And you actually read it throughout the Old Testament. God's description of himself, of who he is. It says, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to a thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Amen. How powerful is that? 
God, the creator of the universe, tells man who he is. He shares his character with us, that he is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger. Do you know him as that this morning? Because that's what he wants to reveal to you today. He is not angry with you. He is compassionate towards you. His love and faithfulness is abounding. It is for you. His promises are for you and they will come about because he is faithful and he loves you dearly. We serve such a beautiful God. And since the beginning of time, we know that God had a heart for his creation. He created man, you and I, in his image so that we could know him and we could partner with him. He created you with purpose and intention. And he said, hey, I want to walk with you in the call of the day. I want to partner with you to see my kingdom come. You are purposed. There is intention for your life. Your creator made you on purpose. Amen. And we were created for intimacy with him. That's the number one. If you want to know why you were here on earth, the first reason you're here is to have an intimate relationship with the father. He desires to know you and to be known by you. That when we knock on the door of heaven and we say, God, I did this and this in your name, he's going to say to us, I know you come in. Not the opposite of what we read in the scripture where he says, I never knew you. We don't want to be people who just know of God and just come to church on a Sunday. We don't need another meeting. We don't want to play church. We want to be intimate with the Father. We want to walk in relationship with him because that's what he designed us for to really know him and have revelation of him. And then from that place, true worship follows. True service follows. A strong partnership with God follows where we now bring heaven to earth. Amen. He, a holy God made a holy people. And we know what happened in the beginning. They, Adam and Eve, they decided they didn't want God's ways. They didn't want his sovereignty. They didn't want his judgment and they ate of the fruit. And in that moment, sin entered the world. Because man decided, God, I don't want your judgments. I don't want you to decide what's good and evil. I will decide. And we see that in our world today. And we all do it. We decide for ourselves what's good, what's bad, what's okay. We take judgment into our own hand and we judge people. We judge situations. But that was always meant to be God's job. It's a part of the fall, this desire we have to bring judgment. It is not of God. And it's what they decided that day. And a barrier between man and God happened. It came up and God could no longer walk with man because of this disobedience. But he didn't care. Despite all that, despite all that, all throughout the Old Testament, we read of a God who pursued his creation. He partnered with men and women in hopes to reconnect, to reinstate this intimacy with man because he loves us. He loves us dearly. His heart is burning for his creation. His heart is burning for his children. And he made so many efforts all throughout the Old Testament, not because he needs us, but because he desires us. We read of these amazing stories of God coming and partnering with man and making covenant with all these different people. And it's like, God, you're just so good. We wronged you. We make mistakes. We are just humans, but he just doesn't care. He doesn't see it. He wants to know us intimately. He wants to pursue us intimately. Amen. He wants every man and woman to be saved, that we might all have a relationship with him and know him as our father. It says in 2 Peter 3 verse 9, the Lord, does, sorry, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, 
as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but that wants everyone to come to repentance. He is such a good God. He's such a good God. And every Sunday when we, I stand here and I say to the Lord, what is it that you want for your house this morning? What's your heart for your people? Most Sundays, I just hear his ache for you, for you to step into him, for you to lean into him, for you to hunger after him. His heart is burning for the lost church. His heart is burning for the prodigal, those that have turned away or they're disappointed or they're distracted or they're lonely. His heart is burning for you. It's aching for you. And I just love how this amazing creator, think about it, the creator of the universe, he always was and always will be. There was no one before him. He's made himself known to us through the scripture. This invisible God has made himself known to us through the scripture, but he went a step further and gave himself body and form in the person of Jesus. Yes, this invisible God that I've described to you today, who is loving and kind and good, He's invisible, we know that. God of all creation, but he gave himself body and form in the person of Jesus. And when you read the scripture and you read Jesus, you read his words, you're reading the Father's heart. You're reading the Father's heart. When he's describing something in scripture and we see Jesus, he came humble. He came into the earth humbly, that is our God. He is humble, not a king high exalted, with all the high esteemed people, he came humbly into this earth. It is so powerful. And he, Jesus, he welcomed the lowly of that day. All throughout the New Testament, we read of him befriending the hated, the disregarded. That is the heart of our Father. He has a heart for people. And he made himself known to us in the person of Jesus. And I hope that blows your mind this morning. Because if you don't feel like maybe you know God that well, I want to tell you Jesus is God. God gave himself body and form in the person of Jesus so that you would know him, so that you would know his heart for you. Amen? So good. God's so good. And it's available to every man, woman, and child who would just hunger for him. The revelation of God, a revelation of who he is, an understanding, a knowing of who he is, is available to you. If you want more of God in your life and you want to understand him, all you have to do is hunger after him. Go after him because he has so much more for you. He has more for me than I've ever experienced. And I want more. And it's this weird tension of like, Lord, you've blessed me so much. I'm so grateful for what you've shown me, but I want more too. And it never ends. It's this tension we feel in our life, in this beautiful mystery of knowing God where we don't know everything and we don't fully understand it, yet we know how good he is and how great he is. And we read the story of who he is and we just fall in love with him, but yet we'll never fully know him. It's this beautiful, intimate relationship of knowing someone who is endless. Amen? And we know the amazing gospel story. And I'm going to share it today because when you shared the gospel last week, it just stirred my spirit. And if the gospel doesn't stir you... I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will awaken your heart this morning because it is the greatest story to ever be told that God sent himself in the form of his son Jesus to come to earth. He came humbly and he lived a perfect life. He spoke the words of his father and he called every man, woman and child to know God. 
he gave us a beautiful picture of the Father. And then he went to the cross and he paid the price for our sin. Whatever sin in our past, present, future, it is covered in the blood of Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God. Amen. He paid it all. And that guilt and that shame and that separation that we felt with God is no longer there for those who would believe. You can now step into an intimacy with the creator of the world. You can now step into a life purposed with intention, knowing your creator, knowing your father. Amen. And we know that he rose again three days later by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now the power of God gets involved. The power of God gets involved and he raises Jesus from the dead three days later. And that's where our victory and our freedom comes about. It's what we're invited into, healing and freedom and wholeness in Jesus. And we're promised the person of his spirit. We're now promised Holy Spirit to come and live and dwell and teach and guide us. Amen. For those who would believe, we serve such a beautiful God. We serve such a beautiful God. And I thought, let's read some verses from chapter 15 of Luke. They're all the red letter words of Jesus. It's the Father's heart shown for his people. And we read of God's desire for the lost, for the broken, for his children, for those who are distant. He has such a heart. It says in the chapter that he searches carefully for those who are lost until he finds them. He searches carefully. And when he finds them, he embraces them with joy. And he calls all his friends to celebrate over you. That is the heart of our father. A father who searches, who looks until he finds. And then when he finds and he embraces you, it's with joy and celebration. Amen. It says in verse 5 of chapter 15, it's not on the, it's not on the screen, sorry. It says that when he finds his lost sheep, he joyfully puts them on his shoulder and carries it home. Then he calls his friends and he invites them to rejoice. He wants to carry you home. When you're having a bad day, when you've had a terrible loss, or you've heard bad news, he is ready to embrace you. He is ready to welcome you home and be a comfort, a guide, and a strength in your life. He's got all the answers, and he's desiring you every minute of every day joyfully with compassion and love and grace we already heard that so good and if you've you know wandered away from the lord you're feeling distant from him he's calling you this morning and he's calling you with a joyful heart saying come come i have a home for you and it's full of joy it's full of celebration it's full of restoration and that's what god has for you this morning amen and I really just want to look at the story of the prodigal son. It's a very powerful story. There's so many different things about this story, but today I really want to just share with you, it's a powerful story in the way that it shares the father's heart for his children and for the lost and the distant. But it's also a beautiful, because it's a beautiful representation of, its, of his heart, it's something that he is inviting each of us to as well. He's displaying his heart to us so that we can decide, yes, Lord, I'm going to share that heart with you for the lost. I'm going to be a father. Yeah, we're seeing two stories here, a son, but then also a father. And he's calling us. He's calling us to be embraced as a son 
or to love as a father this morning. Each of us fall into one of those and I really hear him calling us. Maybe you're the son this morning, but maybe you're the father and he's calling you again to pick up his heart for, the, for people and to pick up his heart for creation. Amen. I'm not going to read the whole story, but it says, I'll just, for those who don't know the story, I'll give a bit of context. It's about a son who forsakes his family and says to his father, I want my part of the inheritance. The dad prepares it, gives it to him, and he goes off to a distant place, and he, he uses it on wasteful living, gambling, prostitution, partying. Before he knows it, he's lost it all. Famine comes throughout the land and he's got no food and no money. So he goes and he works for a farmer tending to pigs. And because he's so hungry and he's starving, he eats the pig food. And we'll pick up the story from verse 16. It'll be on the screen for you. It says, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare and I'm here starving to death? I'll set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father cut him off. I added that part in, but that's what he did. He cut him off and he said to his servant, quick, bring the best robe, put it on him. Bring a ring, of, put it on his finger, sandal on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. What a beautiful father. I love this story. The son came to his senses, and maybe today some of us need to come to our senses. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a judgment, it's actually an invitation. This beautiful story is a story of invitation, an invitation to come to our senses, like, hey, I need my father. Why am I living with anxiety? Why am I living with this depression? Why am I living bound? My father has freedom for me in his house. He has freedom for me in his embrace. We need to come to our senses this morning, church, some of us, and realize I've got to get up and I've got to go. I love in the story, he got up and he went. That's all you've got to do this morning. You've got to get up. You've got to come toward the Father. Because still while he was a while off, the Father saw him and he was running. The Father ran and he sprinted toward his child. Really having a revelation of that with the Lord, even this morning as we were in worship, just seeing him running toward you, sprinting towards you, ready to embrace you, to reinstate, to restore, to redeem you. If that's what you need this morning, it's a beautiful invitation from our Father. He is compassionate and gracious and loving and good. He's so good and his heart burns for you. And all we simply need to do is believe. And I love that about the Lord, you know, coming before him humbly, surrender and repentance isn't actually a one-time thing it isn't at all a one-time thing it is actually a beautiful constant thing and it's something that i make a practice of my life only often making sure that my heart is in a place of surrender making sure that my heart 
is postured humbly before him, making sure that if I need to repent, I'm quick to repent. If I'm even unsure, Lord, I don't know what's happened here, but Lord, I repent before you if I've, if I've gone the wrong way. Why? Because I want to be in a place where I'm ready, where I'm open to receive him and what it is he has to say for me. So I want to invite you into this place of repentance and humility and surrender because it's actually the most powerful place you can ever be in when you live from this place. Amen. He's so good. He's so good. He wants all of his creation, every child, to be restored to their design and plan for their life. And like I said earlier, you're planned for a purpose. You're not here by mistake. You are not here by mistake. If you have that lie in your head, it is not welcome and it needs to go in the name of Jesus. You are here for a purpose and God wants to use you mightily. And there's a place for you in his kingdom and in this family for God to use you. He's got more for you than you've seen. He's got more for you than you've seen. And he's excited to use you. All it takes is us stepping out and running toward him. So this morning, are you the sun? Do you need to come to your senses maybe and accept this invitation from the loving Father? Lord, I need you. I don't want to live like this anymore. I know you've got better for me in your house. I know you've got better for me in my life and I'm going to run towards you, Lord. And as you do, he is running, sprinting joyfully towards you. And maybe today you're less like the son and you're being challenged to be like the father described in this story. For some of us, that is, that is what we're at the challenges here this morning. The father is challenging you to adopt his heart, to align yourself with his heart, to have a heart after his own heart. What's his heart after? It's after the broken, the lost and the lonely. He wants to know you intimately so you can give his son to others. He's challenging you this morning to adopt his heart and to embrace those who need him. It's time, us believers, put aside our preferences. It's time to put aside our preferences over church, program, procedure. This doesn't matter. I can assure you of that. And that's not what we're pursuing here. We're pursuing the Spirit of God. We want to be a place where the Lord is where he does something mighty here, where people come and they actually encounter the presence of God. All that stuff is great and we'll get there. But it's not about that. It's about the person of Jesus. Believers, we've got to put aside our preferences. We've got to put aside our own judgments and our self-righteousness for those of us who have been here for a long time and known God a long time. The judgment needs to go out the window because that's not what he's calling you to and it's not a part of him. Amen? And some of us, we need to put aside our own plans and say, Lord, use me. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to surrender my heart and my will to you, God. I'm going to repent and I'm going to turn to you and say, use me, Lord. Use me to see your kingdom come. Use me to see others come into an intimate relationship with me. Amen? And before I get Neil up, I just want to share a scripture from Hosea 10 verse 12 just to end this message. I was reading, um, Neil and I read the Bible through every year, and I was in Hosea a few weeks ago. And when I read this scripture, it just hit my heart. And I prayed it as a prayer over myself and over my family, but over you too. 
And I, I prayed it over you. I just felt his heart for you. It says, sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up the unplowed ground for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. What a powerful scripture. Amen. It is time, church. It is time to break up that unplowed ground, that hard soil, to tear up the weeds, to get your heart ready. It is time to seek the Lord now. We've been calling you to this this year, and I want to implore you. This is the Father's heart. Come on, let's do this. For those of you being called to have a heart like the Father, break up the soil of your heart. Amen. Turn it over. Pull out those weeds. Remove what shouldn't be there so that the Lord can, when he comes, he will rain down on you. Amen. It says, it's time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness and his faithfulness on you. That's what he has for us. It's time to prepare. Neil, I'll get you to come up. So I really want to just call each of you and I'll get Neil to close it for me. But if you need the Lord this morning, if you, need, if you feel the Father saying to you, I love you, come to your senses, come to me. I want to invite you to really lean into that. And maybe it's a challenge. You're hearing the challenge this morning. It's time to lay aside my preferences, my plans, my judgments. It's time to break up the soil of my heart and prepare myself to be used of God again. Amen.